Classic is a show you have going for you on the Muni Radio.fm signal. So keep keep it going. Relax and sit back and hey, step inside. What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Now both be. Down to the river one day We had a can of worms and our willer poles A big can of minners and a lot of sourdough The fish was a-biting, we was gonna have fun Then the big man come, said, I'm a game warden Chase me and Brother Bill away We take them out of sack and we throw them all back The big man, him do say Well, you got to have a license You got to have a license I'm up a highway trolling, but me go right along, not a no do wrong. Trees go by me, think I'm a fly, I'm a sing a little song, and I have a lot of fun. Then before I know, a whistle blow, a big man roll my way. He pulling me down, I'm a hit to the ground, shaking so, cause I have to know. The big man, him do say, well, you got to have a license. Telling me no, 
watch my step She don't wanna be too gay She said, don't I told you a lot of big time But little gal, she did say Well, we got to have a license We got to have a license Ask her why she replied Cause we got to have a license Take the stars at night Take your love But that doesn't stop my Life You've been fooling around I look to you for love Thought you walked on home I thought that here was a guy brave and strong, a brother to his brothers, brave and strong, who's preaching what to practice, but that don't mean me Tall in the saddle One of these days you're gonna have to dismount You don't leave me downhearted But I'm sorry that you have to go Cause we have
stepping on my shoes People bringing me bad news People saying that you only mess around with black skin guys People bringing me down People turning their heads around People saying that I'm only with you Cause your skin is white That's why you die. We gotta fly so high. See the look in their eyes. People giving us bad vibes. Brothers saying ain't black skinned girls good enough for you. Getting uptight. Remember you're white. People saying ain't white skinned guys big enough for you. That's why you and I, we gotta fly so high. Get off the ground. That's why you and I, we gotta fly so high. Can't be news alone. They try to make us feel what we feel is wrong. All they see is the color of our skin. Why can't they see the love we're carrying with them?
gracious, what do you think we have you on the show for? Now, Wendell. You're supposed to pick. Now, Wendell, please. If you can't cut it, just lay out. Well, let's not fight now, because we got work to do here. Well, let's do it. Now, here's a fractured folk song. Butchered by two birds. Yeah, we wrote these lousy lyrics, and we also wrote the words. The chords are very simple. In fact, there's only three. First it's G, then C, and D, and then going back to G. But you gotta be quick. <laughs> We only have high class stuff on us.
baby, please don't go. Oh, baby, please don't go. Back to New Orleans because I love you so. I'll turn your lamp down low. I'll turn your lamp down low. I'll turn your lamp down low because I love you so. Baby, please don't go.
Listening to Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. This is the flat black plastic show. All this plastic that is flat and black and full of grooves I bought today. All of it was less than twenty dollars for all of it. A lot of little records, a lot of big records, and uh, the country bear jamboree from Disneyland is the big one because I spent a lot of time in there. So here it comes. Please donate money.
I had this one teacher who was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over with little old teacher, Mr. Laswell was his name. He says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester, and it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. Try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity. Allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O oh glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together. State. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose. All divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose. And that's love for country. And to the republic. Republic. State in which sovereign power is invested in representative chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people. And it's from the people to the leader. Not from the leaders to the people. For which it stands. One nation. One nation. Meaning so blessed by God. Indivisible incapable of being divided with liberty which is freedom the right of power to live one's own life without threats fear or some sort of retaliation and justice the principles or qualities of dealing fairly with others for all for all which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, individually, with liberty 
and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the pledge of allegiance.
Dot FM. Everybody's talking about the silver sun in the whole round world. There's only one, only one. Yes, I'm the one. I'm the one, I'm the one. The one they call the silver sun. I can tell your future, it will come to pass. I can do things for you, make your heart feel glad. Look in the sky, predict the rain. I can tell when a woman's got another man. I'm the one. Yes, I'm the one. I'm the one, I'm the one. The one they call themselves son. sound so sweet they will even make your little heart skip a beat i can heal the sick raise the dead and make the little girls talk out of their head i'm the one yes i'm the one i'm the one i'm the one the one they call themselves the i'm the one i'm the one the one they call themselves the
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Rolls off our tongues. My name is Mike Spiegelman. I came up with every idea known to the universe, and I'm with Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, and I'm glomming onto your coattails. Good ideas you got. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and uh, you join us. Let us watch it. What's the movie today? Today we are watching The Most Deadliest Game, 1932. That's Ooh. what you put in your search for The Most on Dangerous Game. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the Most Dangerous Game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Not uh, tiddlywinks. It is hunting. Oh, please. Let's get these jokes out of the way. It is not Naked Twister. <laughs> Hardly Othello. It's, it's, listen, it is not IRL Clue. You do not have to get a lead pipe in the, in, and uh, get a, a mansion. In the, yeah. In the pantry. Oh, this is not With dual monopoly. Uh, all right. Well, I think we got those jokes out of the way. Okay. I can't believe I was playing Monopoly and the Senate came and, and but broke the game up. Really? Yeah. That is dangerous. It's not the most dangerous game, but... Well, you know, so we're not even going to play pub- this hour-long movie. Let's just keep these the most dangerous game jokes going. <laughs> <laughs> the publisher I like is Film Movie Video. What oh. a generic... Hang on a second. i got to go find that. So is this the colorized version we're watching? Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, we could, we no, could go... I got the black... No, let's do the colorized because we support colorization. Oh, yeah. Okay. We like Martin Alexander Bernard. Okay, I had that queued up. So it's part of my unprofessionalism as I hit pause, as you shall do as well. As you heard, I clicked pause. I, I clicked the link for Most Dangerous Game Colorized, Martin Alexander Bernard. We are going to probably post our own version on this shortly. So uh, as our feed is down, uh, is, it is currently sick. Uh, but mm-hmm. we do have all our previous episodes have been posted and archived on mutinyradio.fm. Type in mutinyradio.fm. It'll take you to pcrcollective.org. Go ahead and click our podcast archives. Click L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Thought I could do that one. And then you'll see, like last last four or five episodes, has not been posting on the feed, but it is online. And Carl right. did a, a great number. Uh, putting together one of the films, uh, Coffee Tea or Me, on YouTube. So subscribe yeah. and like. Hate to say that. Hate and comment below. Oh, call to action. Ugh, my tongue feels nasty saying that. All right, well, I hope you guys click like and subscribe and comment below and click the link and have it on zero zero. We do not have our usual countdown king here today, but I do have oh, courtesy of Carl a proxy recording just in case of emergencies like this so paul brumba uh let's take it away all right so let's get this started i am i am ready it was a live show we're very excited to have paul here as our countdown gentlemen let's get ready to brumba ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumba brumba okay so let's get ready to brumba and now what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Okay, here we go, RKO Radio. Uh, by the way, this is Morse code for hire me Warner Brothers. 
I'm available. That was a yellow uh, transmitting uh, station. Wow, look at that mansion is in full color. This is foreshadowing the door color, knocker. Yeah. Uh, Cooper and Schlack. The most dangerous. Those are the game. King Kong producers. Well, didn't King Kong come out the same year, basically? It's, yes, the answer is yes, but it's weirder than that. This, this movie we're about to see right now is shot on the King Kong jungle set. I knew it. I recognized that jungle set. <laughs> There's a lot we of had like a jungle overlap. set when I was a kid. It was a, in the backyard. It was a jungle. It was oh, a swing well, yeah, that was nice. Good jungle set. You shot King Kong and Los Angeles game on the set. No favorite. Matter of fact, they share actors. Fay Ray. I mean, Fay Ray is the yeah, most famous. You know Fay Ray from the Rocky Horror Picture Show lyric. Right, and she was the original scream queen. That's well, she screams a fuckload and a boatload in this movie, doesn't she? I mean, that's all she does. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She had to rest her voice between. Uh, see, they would go film King Kong during the day and then come shoot this at night. Seriously. Well, I mean, one of the things that impresses me, besides this full colorization, is that uh, the boat scenes are pretty fucking awesome. I mean, it looks like mm -hmm. people drown. Well, it looks like uh, toy boats sinking, and then you cut to the open water and an actor jumping into the water. Right, exactly. <laughs> You'll see that very shortly, 10 minutes left. So, so right now, the captain is like, I don't like this. The charts say that the lights should be over here, but when we get here, the lights are over there. I don't trust this channel. There's dangerous rocks. The lights are off. Something's right. wrong. Well, the captain's been microdosing. That explains the lighting. <laughs> These are all King Kong people. That's so awesome. They're just like, fuck it. We must get to Skull, I mean, most dangerous game, Island. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so... They're saying, what's, what's up with the captain? Ever since you told him to go through the channel, you know, he didn't come down for lunch, he didn't come down for dinner. And Doc, who's the owner, he's like, my boy, you now have this, nerve. This is what like, you need is some alcohol. This is a proto-yacht, right? I mean, these guys are hunters, mm -hmm. and they, they talk a very racist game about the difference between them and the savages, but uh, because they hunt f not for food, but for sport, and therefore they mm -hmm. are superior. And then, uh, I mean, this looks like a... A first-class train car. It's a yacht. Yeah, look at that. They got like a big fish in the back. It's pretty sweet. Right. Fireplace. <laughs> Is that a fireplace on the boat? Mm-hmm. On a boat. Yeah. All right. So, can you explain how that works? So you just warm up if you want to warm up. You, you just start a fire in your boat. Some, yeah, yeah. You go. You go just outside. Cut some ocean trees. <laughs> some ocean trees. <laughs> yeah. You bring some kelp and seaweed for kindling. The last shot after they sink is Task Rabbit showing up. I'm I'm here to clean your boat. DoorDash. Now here, this guy is um, a hunter, a famous hunter who's published books on hunting and he's been all around the world. Joel, Joel McCann. He's the survivor, right? He is the sole survivor of a boat wreck, which we're going to uh, spoil right now. Oh look! I can't believe that guy's playing solitaire. That's from 1932. Yeah, this he is, is Joel McRae. Yeah. Um, I don't think I think he's one of the only people who's not in King Kong, and he's got a title role here. He was in The Virginian in 1946. 
Never saw it. So one time they were talking about Alfred Hitchcock's Foreign Correspondent, 1940, like it was a great film. I, I so I rented that. it, yeah. and it wasn't. No, no, but he was the star of that. It's not that it wasn't a good film. It's just, it's a fucking slow ass film. It is. There's lots of talking. Lots. There's a shot of him fighting the tiger. I know that like, was a close call. And they're like, what? You know, because he's saying we shouldn't go through. We should go around. There could be dangerous rocks. And he goes, look at this guy. The guy who laughs at danger. Here's me around. hunting a lion. Here's me playing Super Street Fighter 2 with a lion. Oh, that's the deadliest game. Oh, super goddamn <laughs> joke. <laughs> so let's clear up the title. They're hunters, and the hunted is referred to as game. Yeah. So the most. Well, that's what they're saying to him right now. They're saying, what if you were the tiger? That's what they're, you know. Hunt man? I'm getting ahead of myself. I have seen this movie a hundred million times. You have? Yeah. Now, we were watching a film called Drag Strip Riot. Which is available on YouTube and our uh, podcast feed. Look, he's like, hmm, the bad luck dangerous queen of death came up three times today. Look, if you play a game of cards, the queen of spades is going to come up. Oh, yeah, at least four times. At the most, four times. Okay, so now it's gonna happen. Well, my my question is that like when he loses a solitaire, does he turn off the computer and reboot it? <laughs> whoa! Sense. Oh no! Someone's turning whoa, the camera. Whoa! Oh, the bath toy is going that way. <laughs> it, it is looks pretty, pretty real. It's pretty impressive special effects, especially in colorized. Can you imagine like Ted Turner's like I got this great idea. I bought this back catalog of classic films. We'll colorize them. We'll start a network called Turner Colorized uh, Movies. Classic. And I'll make Woody millions. Allen. And then the backlash came. out front with a picket sign. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a disgrace to films. That's my Look Woody Allen. Look how they do it in slow motion so it really looks... That's what you're talking about. Yeah, right here. Like, wee! <laughs> they had to jump very high for the way they splash into the water. Well, Joel McCrave uh, kept saying cannonball and they had to reshoot it. Cannonball. Marco. No, Joel. Can't you just voiceover? And down it goes, right outside uh, Skull Island. Get off of me. Get off of me. What's the name of that chewing tobacco? Carl, do you remember the name of the chewing tobacco, the dipping tobacco? Crawl? Scroll? No. uh, Oh, yes. Uh, I see the S K O L like you're talking about. I don't know its name. How about like chewing tobacco island? Like Skull Island? (laughs) <laughs> King Kong is dabbing. Now there's our hero, and he's the captain's oh. still alive. Like a lot of people are alive, but look what's coming! Baby shark. Uh oh, Grandma Shark. Oh. He just got eaten. He was the most delicious game to the shark. <laughs> <laughs> now this guy's a lawyer, so out of professional courtesy, the shark won't eat him. See, I think he got fooled because he thought it was a dolphin. Oh yeah, adorable dolphin. <laughs> Oh, here. Okay, so now our hero is the only one smart enough. His name is Bob. He's the only one was smart bobbing. enough to swim to the shore. Oh, he was bobbing. Yeah, in the, in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Baby shark, shark. Now, this is the beginning of um, Castaway with Tom Hanks. That was probably uh, Wilson's best role. 
so he's like exhausted, uh, but his clothes are like dry. And yellow. It's it's the morning now. Listen, I like colorization just like you, Mike. We completely support that. Yeah, we support it. The thing is, in 1933, if they had color, they would be shooting in color. Come on, right? The great thing about this movie. Of the audience. It shows like colorization is obsessed by the exact color of khakis. Like they nail it. <laughs> <laughs> I we were watching we were watching this film and there was that golden clock in the in the stateroom. It was perfectly. I like colorization. Look how green that foliage is. Well, you know the the argument against colorization is always it's a wonderful life that the wife's name is Violet and her clothes are violet. <laughs> it drives me apeshit. <laughs> Just so obvious. Turn your colorized movies. So basically, Bob is like, the fuck, man? What am I going to do? So he starts walking around. Takes what his clothes off. What does he stumble off. upon? Oh, it's this set from King Kong. It, yes, it is. This is. But he sees a painting of the Scooby-Doo castle. <laughs> Gotta be. And there's a van parked outside, no less. You know, one of the actors Look from how- King Kong's in this movie, the dinosaur... Oh, <laughs> you remember there was a dinosaur in King Kong? I fucking love. Yeah, that because movie. it's Monster Island. Skull Island. Did you see the documentaries about it? I didn't. Skull Island, King Kongville, or whatever. I, I heard it's really good, and I just can't sit through it. The, the documentary about making it? No, no. I'm I'm saying that the movie Skull Island was actually a, a documentary. Oh, on oh, Skull oh, Island. Oh, oh. These guys who made um, King Kong, they were like real adventurers. Um, and I mean, they come, one of them was like a pilot in the war, World War One. The other one was a. Um, um, World War One. Yeah, that's how ancient this is here. Oh, right, because Look it's pre World War Two. Oh, I, I know. And it comes with butler service. I, the door opens automatically, and he doesn't think once to look behind the door. Yeah, he just walks right in. I'm <laughs> sure it's safe. I locked you in. He. <laughs> this is Ivan the Cossack. And right now, we're looking at an African-American person in white face. Oh, my God. Really? He is a Caucasian. There he is. And Ivan. that's And that's the dinosaur dress-up in Joel McRae outfit. That's, a, that's an African-American guy. In Whiteface. Yeah. Weird. His name is Noble Johnson. His real name was Mark Johnson, but he changed it to Noble. And he had a production company which was trying to show black people in film, at, you know, like not as caricatures. But the big irony is every guy, every time this guy's in a movie, he's doing a caricature of like an act uh, of a of an African-American or he plays the Native American huh. or he does white face, et cetera. I mean, this, is, this was a popular movie at the time, so, I mean, he's in a big movie, but, yeah, it's not the... Oh, he had a huge career. Lots of fame. He was in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Nice. He was in uh, Dante's Inferno. He was in a lot of things. He By the way, a lot of those are all real life, not the movies. He was literally 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. He was literally in Dante's Inferno. Look at his smile. He, says, he doesn't talk. Smile, Ivan. Why won't your servant talk? Oh, you see, he has not speak area. <laughs> not speak area. <laughs> Listen, we have one screenwriter and we ran out of lines. 
they do have one screenwriter. Okay, so this guy is a count. He's he's part of yeah. Uh, count me, kill you. Count me, count the ways I'm going to kill you. <laughs> There's only one. Bam. Um, his name is Leslie Banks. This is his first movie ever. Oh, he's, he's so good at this. And he's this loony Russian count named Zaroff. Oh, he's terrific in this movie, though. I mean, I love the fact that he just came back from the opera. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, look how they're showing only one side of his face. And that is because... Because he has a paralyzed face on the other side. Oh, and it looks fuck? creepy. Right. So when he's like, hi, I'm a normal person, they show this side. Uh-huh. But when he's like the maniacal guy, they show you his face full on. I must piss Batman creepy. off. And, he pit- and then he goes off and terrorizes Batman. And Gotham City. <laughs> he did to go on to do. He w- he would spend his career halfway between America and halfway between England, doing lots of stage work and lots of movies. This was the thing that launched him. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's an iconic role. He was in Laurence Olivier's Henry V. Whatever you do, do not play charades, for it is look the most boringest game. It's a creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. So he's looking at him like, you're a little creepy, Count Zaroff. Count. Hello. See the creepy face? Yeah. My name is Count. I'm going to kill you later. What? Uh, No. (laughs) So it's like, okay, so we're shipwrecked and everything's cool. Just a shipwrecked person. Yeah. It's like, please enjoy my hospitality and come down and meet my other shipwrecked guests. Well, he walks into the the door opens. He walks in, and then this creepy guy clocks the door, and then he yeah. just takes it from there. Yeah, I'm in a creepy castle, and they locked me in. But it isn't like where can I go to send a telegraph? Is there a boat that can take me back to civilization? Right. It's just like, yeah, I'd love some water and a fresh clothes. Well, in 1932, you really want to tell ex your your loved ones. He realizes once he knows his name that he's the famous author of hunting books. Oh. And and Count Zaroff is a great hunter. And he's talked Okay, oh, we're Faye. now meeting the lead in this is the lead in King Kong, Faye Ray. And the other lead uh in King Kong, which is um King Kong. Robert Armstrong. Who the fuck is Robert? Is he like the reporter? Is he the cap- sea captain? He must be the Robert sea captain. Robert Armstrong in the movie uh, King Kong was the one to utter the famous line at the end. Like, it wasn't the planes that killed the beast. It was beauty. It was beauty who killed the beast. Which He's is the a- guy who's like, uh, yeah, the photographer guy who falls in love with the girl and saves her. And It's, by the way, what a spoiler to the movie Beauty and the Beast, that last line of King Kong. You're you're welcome. Uh, listen, Mike, this is a public domain film, 1960. Right. They let this thing lapse so we can hear them. The thing is, this Robert Armstrong is so drunk. Well, wait, so Robert Armstrong is the, 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 her drunk brother? Right, it's her drunk brother, he's and a, he's playing not a bit part, but yeah. but he will be gone very shortly. Oh, yeah. Well, he is probably the most drunk game. And he reminds me a lot of Eugene Levy from SCTV when he does like really? a, yeah, John Candy had a horror movie host and he had like a sidekick. Yeah. And also it reminds me of him doing Floyd the Barber. Mr. 
Oh, let's, let's listen to this drunk guy. Celebrity, Miss Trowbridge. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't tell me. Let me guess. I know. Flagpole sitter. Oh, flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why is he famous? He's a uh, flagpole sitter. Which was popular at the time. That and moving pictures. Well, the thing is, when Sandy and I were first married, we would want to go to the movies and stuff. But you got to get a flagpole sitter. I mean, you just oh, it's you true. And yeah. you have to yeah, add that to the, the budget. It's the reason why we don't go out that much. I mean, it all adds up. You get the movie Thank tickets, for dinner, uh, flagpole sitter. Yeah. Well, that was a popular fad at the time. It was uh, a pre-World War II fad, they would call it. Right. Is it the you Great would War? Get in your mink coat. <laughs> you would, sit on the flagpole. You would hide in a dust buster, uh, dust cropper, and when the <laughs> plane goes up to dust crops, you get onto the wing and you start dancing. What? Get off my plane! I'm trying to dust crops, and I'm trying so to do the Lindy. Is, wait, there's crop dusting. Is that thing where you walk? By somebody and fart? No, no, I'm talking about the airplane. You're in an airplane oh. and you fart. <laughs> that would be, oh, you'd have a lot more coverage. It's, about it's the same trails. premise. But, you. Yeah, thanks for dragging that down. <laughs> oh, I love how, have you ever met a drunk person who talks like uh, the brother? Um, In my life? Yeah. yeah. I guess so. I want to hear more of them. My father. <laughs> he was great, really. It was my, so my, much fun. My late father was fun when he was drunk. I was at that. Your your late father was no drunk. No, he was no drunk. But when he in which we would be at a party. Yeah. Yeah. You get a couple of them, and he would definitely be the life of the party. You want to go to Cuba? I can get you into Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. She spilled the tea. The get out curse is gone. Oh, how shit. We're there in a fucking deserted island. I also like how yeah. Count Me Off has like, oh, I have <laughs> clothing that fits you. And it's all like... That's shirted. right. Yeah, but it's shirt and tie stuff and the Count wears tuxedos. Uh, no, I got to tell you, that's his original... I don't understand. That's his original outfit from the ship. So I don't get it. Some Gilligan's Island shit going on. See the crazy face? That's the paralyzed side. Yeah, like his eyebrow didn't move up. That's right. His whole side. I, I have what it is uh, written down. Uh, it's not false palsy, but it's similar. Oh, here's the drunk guy. One night as I lay in my tent with this, this head of mine, a terrible thought crept like a snake into my brain. What if you <laughs> ate a Pop-Tart without toasting it? To bore me. Is that He's saying now, count? hunting is it beginning is to bore me. Well, then don't stop hunting. For all other passions. Think fucking when leopards are like, did you hear the news? Hunting. Count thinks hunting is boring. <laughs> We're going to have to step up our game. Growl! Step up our game? During World War One, Leslie Banks suffered a disfiguring injury that paralyzed the left side of his face. Never once letting this injury interrupt his career, he went back to the stage after his release from service in 1918. With six years as an international stage star, he's one of the most popular British actors on Broadway throughout the 20s, including his 24 appearance in Peter Pan as Captain Hook. Wow. So... This yeah. is his first film role. 
he has the most he has the most lines in this movie too I think uh, the picket fence out front of the castle has the most lines <laughs> oh has the most yeah right vertical lines the, the credits of this movie in the beginning I like how the movie starts as a knock on the door doorbell now, repairman this, the, the brother being drunk is actually like tacked on it's a loaded script element he's just supposed to be annoying see this comes from a real book called the the De- it actually has two titles the most uh, dangerous game that was an extremely popular book because people loved to hunt back then right and the girl the yeah. king kong producers put a girl in everything they were not dummies so him being drunk is tacked on he was really just supposed to be annoying and the sister is totally written into the script just to have a a lady a beautiful girl yeah well like what do you think drinking was like in the 1930s like do you think people like socialize like he does like Talking that effect. Well, prohibition voice. was still in effect. Oh, at 32. Yep. Huh. You have to go to an island to drink? Now, I never saw um, Mighty Joe Young, but the people who made this also made Mighty Joe Young in 49, and they also did a drunk character. Um, the people. <laughs> People who did King Kong also did Mighty Joe Young. Yes, and they did The Son of Kong in 33, which was basically let's glom off of what we already made. And they had drunkenness in that, which was disastrous for the heroine's father, it claims here. I never read it. Huh. I, I never saw it. I think, you know, I, I've always seen, like, King Kong versus Godzilla, which is such a fucking ripoff. I don't think it was authorized at all. <laughs> it's like um, Alien versus Predator. Yeah, but that's authorized. Oh, 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 oh. They had a, a comic book series and, uh, as a tie-in, and then they became two movies. It, okay, so that Godzilla, that was never authorized? I mean, you'd, no, it was you'd called, think they'd have an author. I don't know. Like, it, it was up. called Godzilla versus King Kong, and the Godzilla was there, and the, and the guy in a monkey suit was in there. <laughs> Godzuki. Was there ever like a, I know there was a Godzilla cartoon show, but there wasn't like a King Kong Saturday morning cartoon show, right? It wasn't like The Adventures of King Kong. The Great Grape Ape was... Grape Ape? (laughs) Yeah. And he would would use their van like a skateboard, and the guy would be like, Hey, drunk. He's so drunk, he can't even open that piano lid. Yeah, so the, the, the sister is pretending to be concerned. And he's like, you guys go to bed. I'm hanging out with Count Zoloft. And Count <laughs> Zoloft, wait, Zoloft is the drug, right? It's Count Count Zaroff. the going to kill you. And he plays a piano player. He's a very culturized. He's a liter- yeah, he literally is a piano player. He does, there's no other, ra- there's no radio stations? <laughs> I guess no. Do you guys have Netflix? So the girl's like, hey, listen, we're supposed to be love interests. Sit here next to... Those are Great Danes. They sure are. Great Danes are not ferocious. So what the director did is he continued to to shoot them at an above angle to make them look menacing. There's like six of them, right? Yeah. Are you saying the directors let the dog out? 
who let the dogs? The director. Ow. Okay, so there's two directors. One is Ernest Shiodisak, who's the King Kong guy. But then there's another guy named Irving Pitchell, who went on to do Destination Moon in 1950. That was his biggest thing. And the internet claims that Pitchell was more of a dialogue director than a co-director. It, this was the King Kong film, the King Kong guys film. Wow, that's well. They did. This is a good movie. I mean, it does a good job. And I should mention this theme of like an island or a location where people have to kill each other. I don't yeah. know if you saw the Japanese movie Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a popular cartoon. Uh, excuse me, cartoon from Japan, and uh, and they made it into a live action film. It's basically all the troublemakers from school get sent to an island and they have to kill each other. And, really? Yeah. So the Hunger Games is also like that too, and uh, you see this plot pop up a million times. I had mentioned a Ice T movie where I remember they all have right. to kill each other, and the guy like throws a, a box full of guns down the staircase, and everyone scrambles to get it. Uh, he's like a homeless person in that, and he's the last one yeah. in the party left. Yeah, I saw it. And then there's a hard target with Van Damme. Which turns into uh, the island. Here I have... Okay, the story was, of course, it's this movie, but also Orson Welles did it on CBS Radio in thirty in 43. <laughs> it's a uh, lot cheaper. Game of Death in 46. Mm. Not Run to be confused. for the Sun in 56. Game of Death should not be confused with the Game of Life. Two different things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Game of Death is when you don't go to college. In Game of <laughs> you Life. don't get a family. <laughs> you don't spin the wheel. Yeah, you're stuck at 32 grand a year. <laughs> That's basically true, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what, what other movies kind of take this plot? Um, that is the list that I have. That well, I, is I can directly name directly connected to. Yes, you can. Because I mean, the ones that stayed the danger, most danger. Look how creepy he is, man. Well, that's just uh, the camera. Da, da, da. Right, he only What's looks that? creepy in color. He's a very charming guy in, black, <laughs> in the original black and white. Uh, John Lesmazano, excuse my pronunciation, he did a movie called The Pest, which is one of the mm-hmm. worst films, but he's he's an obnoxious guy, The Pest, believe it or not. And he meets a bunch of businessmen, including Jeffrey Jones, who uh, is a kind of a pest to begin with. And it ultimately, like the second half of the movie, they go to a rich man's island and they, they hunt him for the rest of the movie. Ah, uh, Okay. So it just changes, switches gears and becomes the most dangerous game. Oh, wait, here it is. The most dangerous game also published as The Hounds of Zaroth. Ooh, I like that title. A short story published by Richard Cornell in 1924 in a magazine called Collier's, I guess. Oh, yeah, Collier's. I get my uh, tomato salad <laughs> recipes. Uh-huh. What not to wear in Labor Day. Thank you, Collier's. World War Two, fad or is lasting? <laughs> yeah, like there's some comedian here in Jersey who does this whole gag about like what they called World War One the Great War, but what if they had called it World War One? You'd be like, wait a minute, <laughs> you got a sequel planned? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was wasn't it, what was the war that ended all wars? Was that the Civil War? Yeah. That was that, that was the first World War. Yeah. Well, I think it'll okay, short sighted. So now he's now he's like, Listen, my drunk brother friend, come with me because we're gonna fucking kill you. And he says, Sounds great, pal. 
and they heads off with him. Yeah, but the count does clarify later that he sobered the the brother got sobered up up before oh, really? they shot him. Yeah, <laughs> said, you the shot my like, brother. He's like, I waited till he sobered up, and I gave him a head start. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair when you had to get the most dangerous game. One drunk brother. <laughs> Two sobered up. Okay. Hi, I don't even know you, but I want to be sexually charged, so I'm scared. Uh, now he's like, where's my brother? I can't find my brother. Oh, well, he's like, all right, fair enough. All right. They colorize that flame yellow. Oh, I know. It's so fucking distracting. You can see the zeros and ones as it moves. This uncanny, like, how does a candle of light work? Well, let's let's use computer animation to the colorization. <laughs> this was colorized twice, once in nineties, uh, but then the the technology super improved, and it's public domain. So I know. they did it again in two thousand. Public domain, and once it's public technology. domain, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. You yeah, are. including us. Turn up the sound. Oh, all right. Yeah, crank it up. <laughs> all we're hearing is my creaky chair throughout the broadcast. Isn't it amazing? We spent so much time and money to do our show, and all we hear is my fucking chair. So they darken. Oh, it's just a rat. No big deal. They darken <laughs> the great game's um, coloring to make them look men- menacing. Right. Their coats. And they film them either at a low angle or a high angle to be menacing. Walking down. By uh, the way, this was filmed before the ratings board. Oh, yeah. I think, it, yeah, it was called the Hayes Code. So they're wearing relatively little clothing. Yeah, he's not the wearing pants. Film. They think this is, yeah, you see her cleavage? Yeah. You see he's not yeah. wearing pants? So this would not be reissued in the 40s when they planned to. They were like, nah, a little too much well, skin. Well, because of Fay Ray's cleavage? Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Do you know what this means? He loves paper mache. <laughs> so they found the dungeon, like where they let off the brother. The trophy room. That's correct, Mike. That's right. You saw this film. I've seen this film, yeah. I'm very familiar with this movie. I like this film. It's one hour long, and it just packs as much action as possible and talking bullshit. It really does move quick. As a matter of fact, so quick that, like, the ship's sinking, ah, that was ancient history. You know I know, I, mean? I don't it's even remember it. brought up again. Well, the pacing is great because it's basically one long chase scene, but they have to have a talk about the philosophy, and they have to, like, uh, you know, there's a lot more set pieces. So surprise, <gasps> Oh, my God, hits his feet. Dead. Hey, do you ever, like, when you ever go and you have to, uh, and I, I, I all due respect, they say, we're here for you to identify the body. Do you, like, lift up the uh, sheet and go, oh, those are feet. They're like, yeah, right. <laughs> His head are feet. Uh, what, what did you guys do? His head never looked this way. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Help, that's, uh, uh, Mr. Carl, excuse me, Carl. <laughs> that's okay, I can be. People are always like that. Like, you only go by one name. Like, it's no secret. Oh, it helps. Yeah. I don't know. Mr. Help, that's his feet. Oh, you got to look at the other end. <laughs> I was at this place called um, 
was on 14th Street in New York City. It was a Friday night. I got introduced as, um, gosh, well, I can't remember the place's name. Otto Shrunken Head is the club. And they introduced me. He goes by one name like Cher, like Sting, whatever I got. And I was like, I don't go by one name like Cher. I go by one name like Ralph. Yeah, right. It's Carl. <laughs> My favorite would are comedians who put like a jokey Facebook name as their f- Facebook name, and then mm-hmm. for the rest of their uh, comedy career, as it were, they're always brought up by it. They're like, "Hey, we give yeah. it up to Carly," and you're yeah, like, "Yeah, I I've was been just... that too." Yeah. <laughs> are you brought uh, up so as my Carl email E. How jokes to Carl, right? Uh-huh. At Gmail. Yeah. yeah, and so every time I play this uh, youth hostel in New York, uh, the guy always goes, "Jokes by Carl." Ladies and gentlemen, jokes by Carl. I keep telling him every show. That you have no like jokes. every six months. Yeah, I just Carl, just Carl. Carl, I have no jokes. <laughs> yeah, well, I can. Okay, right now, what the Count is saying is you and me together. You're the greatest hunter ever. You write all your books and everything. You and me will hunt men together. And he's like, you're sick. I do have to admit, I like, I like that the Count doesn't immediately make him game. He's like, join me. That's right. Yeah. You and me, I, only you could appreciate this is the most deadliest 